0: Typical Time Podcast. This week's guest is Stevie Moffat. Stevie's a good friend of mine. I've been to many a gig with him. We talked about his life growing up in Motherwell, getting into music, recording music at gigs, going to festivals and his new club night, Super Cool Indie Night. On top of that, obviously, we spoke a lot about his passion for The View and towards the end... We did his fantasy view album. Hope you all enjoy the show, guys. And I'll speak to you at the end.
1: Stevie Moffat, how are you doing? I'm not bad, mate. Not bad yourself.
0: I'm good. Uh, we'll just start off then with your childhood, growing up, stuff like that. How you get into music?
1: Did so just start with that? Aye, I Just assuming you, you know, you think I have grown up, mind you. Hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, I grew up, uh, you know, in the shadowy of Fleur Park over Mullerow uh, for the first 25 years of my life. I've uh, been in Blantyre, or planter. as the locals call it over here, for the last 20 or so. Uh, so, uh, you know, music's always been kind of a part of my life in the house and whatever. My mum and dad were always into the kind of 60s music, so I've still got a lot of their old vinyls, stuff like that. You know, Saturday night, we used to have Bill Smith's 60s show on the radio, uh, Radio Clyde, when it was actually just one station you know, no Clyde 1 and 2, it was actually just Radio Clyde, so, mm-hmm. you know, the music's always kind of been there and thereabouts, even though I was kept telling them it was all rubbish, you know, and it's all stuff like The Beatles and The Stones that I listen to quite a lot now, you know, but back then when you're, you know, I was, was kind of like the Sex Pistols and stuff, but like I was 10 years too late, or too young when they mm-hmm. gave me the Sex Pistols, but, uh, you know, for, uh, the first record I ever bought was the kind of House Martins, Caravan of Love single, you know, that was kind of... 1986, 1987, something like that, you know, and that was the first single I'd ever bought. Right. Uh, anything before that, I'd, I'd listened, it was to my older brother's kind of Sex Pistol records, you know what I mean, so that's what kind of got me into the kind of Sex Pistols, so I was kind of primary seven, kind of first year listening to kind of a lot of punk stuff, you know, <laughs> slightly different from what everybody else was kind of kind of listening to, uh, a good friend of mine's mother's never actually forgiven me for getting him into the Sex Pistols, you know, and she still kind of mentions that to this day. You know, so I mean, the, the the records, you know, Tom's records were. It was kind of post Johnny Rotten, Sex Pistols, you know. So you know, you're at that age when somebody swears on a song, you know, you're kind of going, "Oh, swear words." You know, you've seen that all through the years. You know, when the Public Enemy came out, you know, they were kind "Fuck of the police, and so Eminem, and whatever. It kind of attracts right. the younger mind to all swearing, You know, so that that, that that you know that kind of attracted me because it was you know, frigging and the rigging and stuff like that it was this, this this singles. I've still got them as well. Uh, Still got the lying about the house. So i bought Nevermind the Bollocks down in Impulse Records in Motherwell. You know, only people of a certain age will remember that shop. I remember and Impulse. Kinda, you know, that kind of kick-started, you know, that kind of... I shared on Facebook the other day there when it was Nevermind the Bollocks. I like it was 43 years old or something like that, you know. So obviously I get into that 10 years later. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I was just kind of born in the wrong decades of the you know, that was that was the album that kind of got me into music. So from there I started kind of reading up on other kind of bands at the same time, like Clash, the Buzzcocks, all that kind of stuff. So obviously, you know, I started getting into all that kind of stuff.
0: Because that's yeah. it for me. I've known you. You've just you've been into a broad aspect of music. You like everything,
1: really. Ah, you know, I'll give you anything a chance. You know, I'll give you anything a chance. But as I say, growing up, mother owned it, kind of late, kind of late eighties, early nineties. You know, you're kind of. Fifteen, sixteen—it's a great time to be alive because you—you know the Happy Mondays, Stone Roses, The Lars, Carpets, Charlatans, the Farum—you know, you had all that stuff all happening. You know, so it's—it was a good time to be alive. You know what I mean? To so, kind of grow up with that stuff coming out.
0: When would you start going to gigs and hands?
1: Well, the kind of first gig I ever went to was EMF uh, at the Barrowlands, That was nineteen ninety-two. I think I was 17, 16, 17, you know, so that was my first experience at a gig. Uh, and it, just, it kind of blew me away, you know, it was EMF. I, I've always liked him, you know, to this day I still like them. you know, I, I kind of met the singer a few times, he signed that that, that ticket for that gig, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, it just, you know, the first time I'd been, you know, for, you know first gig at the bars, you know, so it was an experience, you know, so just when the, the lights went down, you know, the band came on and it just all kind of, the place just up, mm-hmm. just mad, you know, and, and that, that just kind of that kind of kick started. I kind of love affair with live music, you know, all through all through the 90s to you know current day, obviously. Did you go to uh, Gigs with your brother? No, we were that with they, your pals? Just with pals, you know what I mean. It's just, my brothers have never really been kind of into music or whatever. Tom would kind of say that at one of my uh, the indie nights, you know. It's just, you're the only one that's been kind of into music at the with the three years, you know, so. He well, I think I've made up back back for the day. two of them, haven't you? Well, definitely, definitely. I, I mean, Tom's is certainly questionable at times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, but my niece has got a decent taste of music. I'll give her. I'll Pam Larger there. She's mm-hmm. got a decent taste. Well, <laughs> she's decent the recording the tunes
0: for us as well. It's Pam that records <laughs> the, the songs for the podcast. Yeah. Know, so that,
1: that ninety-two was just, you know, that was that was the start of the, the gigs, you know. I've kind of seen loads of bands after that, James, social color scene, and your Britpop and Oasis and all that came as well. So it was like the nineties was good in terms of you know the kind of early nineties, you know, all your kind of Manchester stuff, and halfway through the nineties, you know, your oasis and all that arrived as well, you know. Yeah. And, and all the Britpop stuff that goes along with it as well. You know, I never had a problem with Britpop, it was all good music to me, you know what I mean. And some of them are still kind of, still around. A lot of the bands are still around. Mm-hmm. You know, so, we were kind of wasted. To so see, after I watched the Oasis film, Supersonic, I kind of reflected a wee bit and said, what a time that was to be alive, you know what I mean? Well, that's I kind of a... looking at Dylan. See with, see, the, never, see, with the DVDs, never when you see them, like when you that, watch that's the that's
2: DVDs it. back, you kind of you forget mm-hmm. how
1: good it was, don't you? Aye, because, you know, the, the generations of X-Factors and all that nonsense, you know I mean? I was kind of looking at Dylan, going, he'll never experience a movement or, or, or anything like that. You know what I mean? But, no. you know, there, there is a lot of things brewing now The new music, new bands, you know. Young people are listening to their, their dad's Oasis records again and, you know, mm. and a lot of new bands are coming out. So, um, before we kind of walk down there, you know, there, there's a big movement. There's a lot of good new music in the UK mm-hmm. at the moment. You know what I mean? It's, it is there, you know, and it's, it's gathering momentum. Uh-huh. You know? So, it just, it's been slowed down, obviously, with the, the COVID scenario this year. But,
0: Oh, that terrible. There. So, you went to
1: Glastonbury, didn't you? How many times have you been to Glastonbury? Ah, I've been there a few times. Ah, I've been there a few times in the 90s, you know, a couple of wet ones, a couple of dry ones, you know. So, uh, they, they were really good years. A lot of good times down there. You know, a lot experience, of experience last... in it. Aye, ah, well, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, the 97 was one of the, the, the wettest ones we went down. I think it rained all the way for Glasgow, all the way down mm-hmm. uh, to Glastonbury, you know. The, the National Express, all the way through there, that's a journey and a half. <laughs> I don't know if I could do, I'd say nah, you know, I say I don't know if I could do that journey, we do that every other year, going down to Shine On anyway, it's going that way down in my head, you know what I mean, so, but no, Glastonbury was brilliant, it's it's just a world apart from any other festival, because when we be down in '97, uh, we come back up and I went straight to Tina Park about a week, two weeks later. You know, and I felt kind of claustrophobic in the park. And that was the first year it was up in Kenroche, you know. I was kind of looking right. around. You know, I'm going, this is tiny compared to but I've just, you know, it's huge, absolutely huge. Mm. You know, what I'll say about Glastonbury is you need to kind of find your bearings because even nighttime night time falls, you know, if you don't know where your tent is, it think take you a while to find it. Screw You know, because it's, it's not very well lit. Uh, as, as, as one of my mates had found out the first year, he got lost. <laughs> it was obviously muddy and he'd lost his shoes in the process as well. He'd walked for miles in the wrong direction. He hardly realised his shoes had come off in the mud as well. So, <laughs> you know, ah, there's loads of stories. There's loads of stories there. That uh, no, it, it was a lot of good times. I, say, I was lucky enough to see David Bowie. That was the last class, but he was in 2000. And mm-hmm. David Bowie finished the Sunday. So I said in the, the Monday morning, if I'm never back down again, you know, I've probably witnessed, probably, it was probably the best set that the festival I'll ever see, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I watched that. They, they repeated the full set uh, back in June. You know, and it was just as good, you know, on the telly as it was back twenty years ago. You know, it's just time mm-hmm. timeless set, loads of classic songs they played. So, I ended well, up
3: to buy must I've never been, I've been
1: back, back. Didn't he? Must have been a few Aye. years later.
2: That was yeah. Uh, that's right. Him. <laughs> 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 I,
0: think, I think I was big into them then as ticket. well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going to gigs as well. I don't know if I'll get you into trouble with us, but. Used
1: to sneak recordings You know, back in the they kind of bootlegs have always, I've always been around. You know what I mean? They've always, you know, for the sixties onwards. You know, I, I was always intrigued about these, the, 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 the nature of these, these recordings. You know, so, so, I was down in England, visit the family years and years ago. I'm gonna fifteen, was a fifteen, sixteen, and I was at a market and I records. i was just kind of fumbling through the records, and I came across a Sex Pistols record. I'd never seen before. I was like, oh, what's this? You know, I thought I had everything. I mean, the Tech Pistols only had one album, you know, a couple of compilation albums, a few kind of interview albums, a live album. You know, and it wasn't that. It was well, where, where were you in 77? I've still got it. Where were you in 77? You know, so I thought, I'm, I'm going to buy that. I said, I don't know what that is. You know, I was kind of looking at it. It did. It just says, where were you in 77 in a track list? It did they say anything about it? Mm. It was a live recording. The quality was absolutely shite. But, you know, it kind of... Uh, <laughs> It kind of intrigued me a wee bit to say, you know, well, how did this come about? You know, I had visions of the guy standing recording it with a device the size of a microwave, you know, in the middle of a punk gig, you know, because it was back in the 70s. So, you know, this was kind of pre-internet days, so there's hardly any info on how these kind of things were, were done. You know what I mean? Because if you look mm-hmm. back, there's loads of Beatles recordings, there's Rolling Stones recordings, you know, there's Dylan recordings to the 60s and stuff like that, and some of them sound pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure anybody that's ever bought bootlegs, especially in the 90s, would have been at the stall at the Barres, you know what I mean?
0: Well, that's I mean, you could even get them at Teen the Park, they had a stall. I mean, getting that's Ocean right. Colour get CDs live
1: at Stirling Castle. I mean, getting that at Teen Park. So years ago at Glastonbury, they used to they used to actually record them then go and turn them off and sell them the next day at the market stalls in right. Glastonbury. I used to see the guys with the flags and the microphone attached to the flag, you know what I mean? As I said, anybody anybody's ever bought bootlegs locally, you know, there's always been a stall in the Barres. It's... it's it's all the Glasgow gigs and whatever. I mean, I'm sure Deaton Blue had said during a live broadcast back in the 90s, you know, don't worry if you piss pissed at the night, you'll be able to buy it at the bar as a You know, so. <laughs>
0: so uh, what did you did? You know, were you recording them to sell or did
1: you just, were they just, just for their own kind of trade with other people? It was just taking a kind of trade with other people, you know, like-minded people. You mm-hmm. know, people used to put the ads in the NME and stuff like that, you know. You, you knew right away. But as I said, I get fed up because I was going in and of asking the guy, the bar is, you know, you got this, did you take the level or did you take this? And, oh, I don't like them. You know, and there's another guy in Glasgow, uh, actually a good friend of mine. You know, and there was all the bands he didn't like either. So I, it, was, it was kind of born out of, you know, going to gigs and not getting to record enough. But I'll just take myself. You know, the other guy in Glasgow kind of gave me his, his old equipment that he'd replaced, you know. So it just needed a minor repair. It was a kind of Sony Pro Walkman, yeah. you know, so it just manually set the levels. A couple of good recordings with that, you know, but then mini discs came on the scene, so I kind of purchased that. Mm-hmm. So I'd kind of travel and up and down the country at festivals and various other gigs, recording stuff and mini discs as well. I can't even mean to say to myself to start transferring a lot of recordings uh, onto the computer and maybe share them online, like YouTube if you're allowed to or whatever, you know what I mean? Because I've got a stack load of recordings, you know, from the kind of mid 90s to kind of 2000, oh, I can imagine. Bands everywhere, you know what I mean? They're obviously. I've kind of swapped my lot of stuff with people as well. It's a digital, you know, copies. So a lot of good kind of clones master tapes, mm-hmm. all over the world, you know. So it's, it's just I thought I should have really done it when I, during the lockdown, you know. But the sun was out, and, you know. I felt it better to sit uh, in the garden and have a drink. Said, you know? Yeah, it was... But uh, you know, I, I, I did a lot of that. You know, it was, it was fun. There was really, really a kind of hiccups. You know, I think one time I went down to see Basis in Newcastle. And my, my pal said, "You might just take my portable DAT recorder. You know, the sound quality was, you know, remarkably different, you know, higher quality." He says, "Take my DAT recorder and just put it on manual, eh, automatic, even. You know, it's through that idiot through. You know, so I was like, excellent. So we doing? And I went and kind plugged it in. Uh, so Oasis had it off. I'd come back, so I was just kind of trusting myself, and I kind of looked the cable was in. I thought, oh, that's just come out there. So I plugged the microphone back in. You know, and you come back on, done the last four songs." Little did I know that the, the bloody thing was out the whole gig and only got the last four songs. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was, That you know, just mishaps of that. You know, I did say that the DAP the, machines were a date proof. I proved mm-hmm. that wrong. Certainly <laughs> proved that wrong. As I say, I will get around to transferring a lot of kind of stuff because I've got a lot of Glastonbury stuff as well. You know, I don't think I've ever seen Bob Dylan for Glastonbury 98 ever appear, and I've got that. You know what I mean? So.
0: Oh, well, that'd be really good to hear. I'd be interested in some of your stuff.
1: Uh, so I've all get around it, as I say. I was fed up, kind of going and asking for gigs, and they weren't getting recorded. So I thought I'll just do it myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was a kind of <laughs> the kind of attitude, you know. And you know, I met a lot of great people. You know, got a lot of freebies as well for, for certain gigs as well. You know what I mean? To, to do it for people. Uh, I was actually, I was asked to do a gig uh, back in two thousand Slipknot. Not a fan, i would never heard of them. He says, You know, my it's like, You might do us a favor and record this. For me, I can't make it. He says, record it. He says, they-, they-, they sound a bit like ECDC. And I was like, I did bother. You know, and I went away and I was like, Holy shit. You know, I'm in there with like a denim jacket and a Fred Perry, and short hair, you know, and all these people are walking about with dead crows and jars and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, and... I, I kind of stood out. I, I, you know, it was certainly different. I think the guy I took with me, he's, he's never really spoke to me since. That was 20 years ago. <laughs> still traumatised, be it? Uh. <laughs> so sort of I will, just... You know, I will, I will get round to transferring them. And I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully, kind of, YouTube will allow that kind of stuff. Because there's a lot of stuff. A lot of Ocean colour, seen, so got down. you Birmingham, Dundee, all over the place, you know what I mean? So, festivals. Years of Glastonbury stuff. thats probably never seen the light of day. hmm
0: even if know, if you can't get it on YouTube, you can do like one of the One Drives or something like that, and just share it with mm-hmm. people that want it. Uh, what about taking uh, Dylan to gigs? Obviously, oh, your gosh. son.
1: You know, I can mind going like to that? stone
0: roses with you down in Manchester. Uh, Aye.
1: That he was just kind of flung in the car at the last minute when when, when Colin said uh, ceiling fell in, you know. But mm-hmm. no, he, he's he's kind of grew up. I'd rather see when I come in for work, I'll I'll stick music on, i stick radio on, or, you know, can't I'll come in and put the TV on or whatever. You know, I'll stick music on. You know, so he, he he's kind of grown up. You know, listening to a lot of music and he's he's, he's kind of unaware, but he starts to remember songs, or recognise songs, or whatever. And songs kind of stick out. He, he asked, you know. You know, the likes of The View, Same Jeans was the one that kind of stood out for him. He like, oh, was singing about the Same Jeans on for a couple of days, you know. <laughs> uh, that, that was his word when I mean, he was only nine or ten, you know. So he's like, oh, that, that's quite kind of strange, you know. And another one was Madness, House of Fun, you know. And he's like, oh, that, that sounds like a good song, you know. And he was like him, a little bit, you know, he'll learn to you know what the song's about in years to come. But, you know, he's going, House of Fun, that, that, that's, that's quite good. So, so one of his first gigs was I took him to see Madness when he was nine. They'd done a matinee show at the Academy and he absolutely loved it. You so know, was that so his first that, gig? That was, he, that was his first, I, uh, You know, so he absolutely loved it because he, he kept asking, is that madness? Is that madness? I said, "That is it actually, I? So I thought, they will take him. He absolutely loved it. He had a ball nine years old. Uh, then after that, you know, because he, he was nine, we were kind of, can't could they get him in? I feel like the bar is mm-hmm. maybe over 14, you know, so. So I think his next gig after that was actually The View. That was the one at the Academy in 2013. Right. Uh, but to sit in the seats, obviously we were up the seats, you know. So I absolutely loved that as well. So, you know, the, the view of always kind of stuck in his head, and he's always kind of went back to him. So it's,
0: mm-hmm. A good band, yeah, I know. He's, he, he,
1: he's seen. I mean, see when you, you look at the, the kind of gig list, you know, he's seen the Stone Noses three times. You know, that's probably more than most adults. You know, Liam Gallagher at the Barrowlands. Remember that one as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ocean colour seeing the DMAs been to transmit. You know he's been down to the Shine On weekend of last year when he turned eighteen. You know, and obviously he's right in with all the new music as well. shambolics, the Snuts, Jerry mm-hmm. yeah, loves Jerry Cinnamon or that kind of Ivory Wave or that kind of stuff as well. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I, I find him kind of, I'm kind of losing him at gigs now. He's, he usually just goes in and says, "Right, I'm away down the front. I'll get you the end." That's you know, well, <laughs> leave the old, fo- leave the old folk at the side. you know what I
0: mean? He'll certainly, I'm learn into at The side's the best, but and that, thats what I was saying to Craig.
1: Ah, he, he likes going away down. Ah, he just likes going away down the front. Jump about. He likes the whole aspect of just getting right in about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, just getting, but music's about. I think now he's, he's at the age. He's like, this is really good. You know, the, the buzz. You know, the the whole the kind of pre, the pre drinking stuff. Then the gig. the walk up to the lights of the bars. You walk up, see the lights. You know. And, Mm-hmm. And you go so he's getting it he's just gonna I'll see you after the gig you know right. don't cramp my style dad and this is it, it. We, were get, we were getting to that stage
0: where he was getting to all the gigs and then it's gonna shut well, down well that's
1: it you know the last the last weekend is uh, in March it was the who, who did we go and see the Snuts and King Tut's on the Friday then the Shambolics It looks and the Saturday you know what I mean but as I say, we're into the nuts. It's the same people, you know. We're, go- we're going to these gigs, and we keep bumping into the same people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was a guy we bumped into, uh, Sean. His name is Hi Sean. I've got him to listen. Uh, the Indian summer gig, right? Back, uh, over at the shed, we kind of, kind of headlined it, you know. And I was kind of talking to the guy, Sean outside. I says, I'm myself, and he says, I follow you on Twitter. And I think ever since then, we've kind of bumped into each other at every other gig we went to. You know, I'd like to say I can't shake him off, but I think it's I think it's the other way around. He can't shake me off. I think you know. <laughs> but um, that's it.
0: Yeah. That. It's just like-minded people, isn't it go. Uh, if that's you it. like it's, that music, you're gonna
1: bump into each other all the time. That's it. It's the same people, you know, and it's it's, it's a good crowd, you know. And uh, the, the people you talk to, and you, you get names, and you're going, "Oh, I think I follow you on Twitter." Oh, and you see your name, I'm like, "Oh, I, you know, can't follow you and you know, all that kind of stuff." So, I oh, yes, you know, it's. it's it's, as I said earlier, there is a lot of good stuff happening, in music you now, you know, there is a lot of good music out there. It's mm-hmm. just a shame that this year, you know, the Snuts, for example, they're, they're kind of steaming ahead, you know, they're going to be huge.
0: Aye, that. it takes the wind a wee bit, doesn't it, just
1: mm-hmm. spot them? Aye, mean that gig they did at Motherwell last year, was. I've seen the hundreds of people in Motherwell the concert hall there, I've seen, you know, Ian Brown, Paul Weller, Charlton, Stereophonic, all that, but that, that was the wildest gig I've ever seen. Mm. You know, it was just out of this world, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And you've been doing
0: your own bit as well, haven't you? You've been, you started like your own DJ night.
1: Aye, you know, that, that was kind of, I've always wanted to do something like that. I've always wanted to try and, you know, all used to have a few nights back in the kind of 90s, you know, different things doing in Starca, You know, and it was Soundgarden, I think it was called, and various other kind of band nights and stuff like that in the 90s, you know. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing, you know, you need to get into Glasgow for this kind of stuff. So I kind of think about it for ages. And it actually kind of clicked when Ocean Colour Scene played the concert role. I was sitting in Club 100 and I thought, I should have had a week in a of pre-gig in here, you know, because I've part of a lot of Facebook groups and stuff like that. So we're the likes of that now. You know, it's easy to kind of link people up to say, mm-hmm. come here or whatever. And I thought, next time a big band plays the Civic, I'll say to Sammy in Club 100 if I could go heard a night. And he's, you know, and I say to him, he's like, I ain't bother. So the next night was the Snuts. You know, so I thought, right, here we go. I'll try and sort that. You know, where I held it was a slight disadvantage because it's, you know, there is a pub right next door to the concert hall but mm-hmm. you know I've done my best and you know I think there was about 50 people turned up which is quite good you know what I mean so it's a good night oh,
0: That's it. and
1: then the next time it's more that it's it could be 100 people or whatever that's, Aye. I, that's that a, a, I say to I say to the, the club that night it says can I do this that was my, my my kind of inroads to say can I do this once a month you know because he's seen it you know he had no idea what the music was but it just the, the sound of the tills was kind of music to his ears so Aye. Uh, so he's like, right, okay, I ain't bother. So we sat down and we worked out some dates all through this year, you know, I think, you know, November, uh, December, kind of January, February, March. Then uh, obviously that that was kind of kiboshed after that, you know. So mm-hmm. you know, but you know, I had a lot of plans this year for that kind of stuff, you know. I'd, you know, I'd arranged for an Ocean Colour Scene tribute band for September as well, and I was kind of eyeing up a lot of the other. Kind of I'm going to try and bring some kind of bigger names to the you know you know, I'll, I'll get back to it. so I say, it's just to kind of play music we all like, you know. Aye. Well, that's it. You know, I'll play, play anything. you know.
0: Everything's on hold, but it'll be back and we can all just get back to it. And, well, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed your, your night, the one that I went to. I was looking forward to going to the next one. I think that was, like, a couple of days before lockdown. That four, it cancelled with
1: it. Aye. Fourth April it was meant to have been. As I say, it's, it's just, you know, initially it was a kind of thing, I kept my family down and all my mates that I don't really see a lot of, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm over in Blantyre and, you know, I know it's no miles away, but it's, you know, there's a lot of people I don't, you know, see that often and I should really see more often. I thought oh, that would be a good way to kind of bridge the gap and get mayor folk in through the door. You know, I was kind of judging, I always judge the nights and the, the people that come that I don't know and mm-hmm. there was a lot of people starting to come that I didn't know, you know, there's people coming from East Kilbride and... A couple came to Castle Milt one, one of the times as well, you know. So I thought, that's just quite good, you know. So it was, it was gathering a lot of momentum, you know. And yeah. I had a lot of big, big plans this year. So, as I say, as you say, everything's in hold, we'll get back to it, you know. What I mean, we'll just have a bigger party when we're allowed again. So, but I it was off to a flying start, as I say, you're, you're sitting playing the kind of sitting having a drink and playing the music you love, you know. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so, uh, let's go into the view then and kind of.
0: How
1: you get into the view? Well, as I say, there was a, actually when I was kind of going my, I keep all my tickets, I've got about 90% of my tickets for the 90s, right up to now. So so for the year, Dylan was born in 2001, so for uh, the end of about 2004, 2005, there's like big gaps, you know, there's maybe one, two gigs a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a few kind of health issues, so kind of real life got in the way a few, for a few years. I kind of fell away from music in general, kind of new music. I was always kind of into my new music, red music in general. So I started kind of getting back into music and gigs around about 2005, 2006. There didn't seem to me really be really a lot of run. You know, there wasn't a lot of kind of new music or decent music. It all seemed to be kind of Pussycat Dolls and Black IPs Peas and yeah. Nickelback and, and Coldplay, you know. So I'm uh, not really fans of that kind of stuff. Tell yeah. a kind of story about Coldplay, actually. I was at Glastonbury, it was either 99 or 2000, and something I know had said to me, Jesus, you need to go and see this band that are playing in the new band uh, stage, which I think is the John Peel stage now, you need to go and see this band, they're, they're brilliant, they're one of the best bands around, they're going to be huge, and that's who it was, you know, it was right about one point, you know, they're going to be huge, but I, I wouldn't have said they were brilliant, you know, so never really, I mean, there was a few exceptions, you know, your Kasabian, uh, Arctic Monkeys, Oasis were still kind of hanging around, you know, and, they were okay, you know, so but I kind of, you know, the, the likes of the view, I don't know if it was, maybe it was you shared it somewhere on the Bebo, I don't know what platform, it was the Bebo that was out back then. Uh, we had Bebo in MySpace, didn't they? Aye, uh, maybe it was MySpace, it might have been MySpace, yeah. uh, uh, it was a, the video for super, Superstar Tradesman, uh, and yeah. it kind of caught my attention, you know, just the, the, the pure sound of it, and it actually kind of made me sit back and say, what's this, you know, it's probably you that shared it. Uh, yeah. You know, that was kind of, I think it was about early two, 2007, maybe late 2006. So I seen the video and I think I watched it about three or four times in a row and I thought, that's, that's bloody good. You know, I did right. Kind of, right, okay. And that's where obviously I started kind of doing a bit of digging. You know, which would have been hard because obviously you were just sharing everything, uh, Dundee. <laughs> you <laughs> well, know, at the time. My so, MySpace so, you know, page, you couldn't, it took about 10 minutes to load up
0: because it just it had all the view videos on it. It had about 10 mm-hmm. videos it took... It took forever to, to deliver.
1: Ah. So obviously, you know, the the, the the previous couple of songs they had out, then the album had come out as well. So, so I think that was about April 2007. We got to see them, well, somebody's got to see them at the bar. So ah, the, the this would probably be like
0: the first gig that I went to, do we?
1: That probably would have been,
0: Obviously, we grew up in the same area, but I didn't really know mm-hmm. you. I knew your, mm-hmm. your younger brother,
1: but so this was the first time that we went to a gig together. Mm-hmm. And, aye, that was aye. There was a there was a whole squad yeah. there. Ten or twelve years that night. My wife
0: was there; she was pregnant, and then I got
1: that's right. To it, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Spent the rest of the night in Bear's
1: Bar. Uh-huh. You know, so that you know the, that was the kind of you know the, the kind of first time I'd seen them at the bars. You know, and that was their first gigs at the Barres I think, as well. You know, mm-hmm. what kind of headlining, anyway. You know, and I was kind of blown away. It was just. Sound just a powerful sound. It was just the crowd were gone absolutely mental. You know, I've always said to people, you know, over the years, you know, you've never, you know, sampled a gig, you know, if you if you've never been to the Barras, you know, but I don't think you've ever sampled a Baralands gig if you've never had seen the view at the Barras, You know, it's just the atmosphere's just absolutely bonkers. You know, it's bodies elective, everywhere. Yeah you know it's just bodies everywhere so that, that was absolutely mental you know as i was uh, i was working night shift after that so i dropped <laughs> off and they uh, you know i think i listened to the album but the, the entire shift i just put the album on repeat but it's funny that because there was one of the guys that was there i think it was at your stag do the following year i can introduce myself and he's like i've already met you so like, oh, when did you meet me he says met you at the view at the bar he says we're <laughs> actually half at your work and i was like oh, all right. Well, that kind of tells you where I was at that night, you know. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's right. I mind that. You
1: know, so that, 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 that kind of, you know, so that, that was quite a night, you know, that was quite a night. So, you know, they, they, they just exploded on the scene then, you know, they were the tea in the park, you know. They, I don't know if you did you go up to tea in the park, aren't you? The headline, The King Tuts? Uh,
0: I, I, I would have been, because to... I went that in was... the park like 10 years in a row, so I yeah, might know was... he went with you, I think, I I went with a different crowd, but I'd, I, would, mm. I would have been there
1: because I was in the tent. Uh, Aye, that, that was absolutely, uh, that, that's the wildest thing I've ever seen at a festival, you know, I don't know about that, but is that hard seven or eight thousand people. I think so, about that. You know, and there's people climbing the poles, and it's just mental people trying to rip the tent down, trying to get in. Mm. It's absolutely wild, wild. Uh, you know, they, 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 at that point, at, at that point, they could have probably headlined tea in the park. And I think it's a travesty, that they've never, ever headlined it. You know what I mean? No. It's just, at that point, they could have done the SECC themselves, you know what I mean? Rather than barras and stuff like that. So fair play to them for kind of keeping the kind of venue size down, because they, they really had, you know, Scotland anyway, you know, kind of eating out the palm of their hands. They could have done anything, mm-hmm. you know, size-wise. You know, and I think it's just a travesty that they've never actually headlined tea in the park. You know, so... As I say that was absolute. That's the the, the mentalist festival set I've ever seen. was again, it was just like the bars. Everybody was just going for it, you know. It's just no, no. madness, you know, absolute madness. Uh, we've seen them supporting the baby shambles in December, but I, I can't really remember much of that. I remember losing everybody. The, Where was
0: that? At? The SECC. Is that I, I went? to that one, and then that I remember seeing him with her. <laughs> <laughs> Went to see and ah, support ah, Baby Shambles, and then I went to see them at the liquid Rooms the next night. And Edinburgh, uh, I took my pregnant wife again, but I never got chopped out that one.
1: Uh, the Baby Shambles support, I think that that was one of the first times they'd done five Rebecca's. Right, uh, that was the kind of. Uh, it's the same. My my steps on Kyle was there as well, but I kind of what I lost everybody. you know, I, mean, I don't know what happened. I'm just kind of been out all day at football and whatever, and I don't know. I just. It's a bit of a blur, but I do remember they've done five Rebeccas, which is not the first time, but it's kind of the first time they've done it in Glasgow. I think they've done it in a couple of other nights in the support on the tour. So, Mm As I say, it just seemed to be like a kind of once or twice yearly event, the view at the Barrowlands or the view somewhere, you know, they just seem to be always constantly touring. They're always doing something. Well,
0: I think think they like, it used to be April time. They used to always do April and then maybe one at Christmas.
1: A few of April. Uh, I, you're right, they used to do the Christmas ones. I think they've done a couple of Christmas ones at the ABC years ago as well. Mm-hmm. So, they say the following year, I think it was November, we seen them. Uh, I don't know, I think uh, that was another blurry one. I'm glad they released the DVD, that actually, because it's kind of, you know, kinda, <laughs> I still can of remember watching it back. That was the one we ended up back at the Barfly as well after it. Because mm-hmm. uh, we knew we were downstairs at the downstairs bar and they'd come on. And we hmm. we were convinced we'd missed about four songs. You see, we see, you watch the DVD, DVD back, we'd missed about half the first song. You know, we're running like, our way up the stairs with all these kites Well, <laughs> yeah, that's like a gig I never get
0: chucked out of either. I don't think.
1: Did you not know, get chucked out of that one, no? I don't you think so. Well,
0: I made the I made the after show,
1: so I assume that I, I was obviously then. Nah, I can't really remember much, if i honest with you. You text me the next day and you're like send me the pictures and I was like, what pictures? <laughs> you know, I think it was way more outside and, and Kyle's brother, Ronnie, I think it was. It was outside, half-line. No. You know, I kind of woke up and went, I did not even know how I got home. <laughs> so, so, you know, I was got to say it's nice to, de- to de- relive the DVD, but you when know, I watched the DVD, it was just like watching it for the first time. <laughs> you know, I need to dig that out, actually. I've not watched that for years. I watched, watched that a couple of weeks ago. as yeah. I say, it just seemed to be... They always just seemed to be touring, you know what I mean? And, you know... There was a few ones, I mean, I even took my uh, my wife, Karen, like, to one of the academy gigs, you know, because, we you know, Cam's quite small, you know what I mean, so we were in mm-hmm. the balcony booths in the academy, you know, as soon as the view came on, I immediately regretted getting the tickets, you know, because I'm just looking down at all these people going absolutely mental, you know, I mean, wishing I was there, and she's looking down Wishing she wasn't there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so she's gone, thank God you got these tickets up here, and I'm looking down, going, I wish I was down there. I think I would kill somebody if I jumped off into that. Oh,
0: I think that's the most horrible thing at a gig, see if you're up in the balcony and you can see everybody oh. down there. It was, it,
1: the it, looked, was it, just, look, it looked absolutely amazing. As I say, camera, would have got lost in that because he's quite, he's quite small. So, so she's mm. up there going, these are great, you know, and she, she thinks this is good, you know brilliant view of the stage and all that and I'm looking down everybody's gone bodies everywhere and I'm going oh, should be down there. <laughs> but as uh, so see, you we've know, they, they, seen them at Tina Park again I'm sure, I don't know it wasn't that, that yeah aye, 2009 I'm sure they've done the, the King Tut's but they were on kind of, I don't know five, six o'clock aye, aye it was in matter of the, the day curtinas, I mean, the Curtinas were on before them actually the Cartinas they were on before them Mm-hmm. Uh, was Jamie Timo there as well? I think, I think we went I that was that was the year my uh, Urkail lost his ticket. Right, aye, aye. And I and I lost a day trying to get him another ticket. <laughs> and, uh, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah. I, you know it, it was weird to see them. You know, when the King touched, I mean, we it was still busy, but you know it was just weird. You know, we we're on a kind of weird time. You know, as I say, I just feel it's a travesty. I've never had the chance to to kind of headline.
0: No. You know, oh, do you, I don't know if part of that is just them themselves, kind of, see when they get played part. Probably, I, I think they probably thought, right, we'll just go up there, we can play a girl and then enjoy the rest of the day.
1: Probably is, you know, uh, uh, pro- most likely, because I would probably say, you know, they, they could have chosen their venue, especially in Scotland, mm-hmm. they could have chosen their venue and headlined whatever they wanted at that point, you know what I mean? They were just huge. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was talking about them then. Uh, Say the Barras just seem to be a kind of you know every other year. You know, Barras in April 2011, they still sported the Stone Roses, uh, Glasgow Green 2013. Obviously, mm-hmm. away in that was a great day. You know, and you did the view, Jake Bug, Primal Scream, or obviously the Roses as well. So it was, it was a fantastic lineup that day. Manure Kyle came all the way to Australia, obviously, to, to see that as well. You know, what I mean, so, mm-hmm. so that was good to share that with him. Dylan got benched that day. Did you know he I no mean? go to that at all? No, he wasn't at that at all, because we knew it was going to be a, a, a wild one, <laughs> such. You know what I mean? So, uh, so the, the, you know, the, the Rosie's supporting Dylan's first view gig. I uh, was at the Academy that year as well, you know what I mean? So, as I say, we were in the seats and it was a horrible night. December, it was totally soaked in the way down. You know, but it was absolutely brilliant. He loved it. And I bought him the, the Driver of Soul t-shirt. You know, I was a small. So telling, I would have been about nine, maybe ten. I don't know, eleven. Mm-hmm. It still fits him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it actually fitted him properly when he went to the bars in two thousand fifteen. It still fits him. You know what I mean? So that's. eight years old, seven years old. You know, so it's Aye. still, it's, it's still up in the wardrobe. Still comes and out. Still have still to get as thing. well. You kind of well, got, you know, that. I bought one, one of the last ones, I don't know if it was 2016 or 2017, they brought them back, mm-hmm. uh, I bought one for myself, you know, I should have bought it at the time, but I didn't realise they were going to disappear after that, so, you know, it's, it's still up, hanging up his wardrobe, so I'll be back out again for the next time when they come back, you know, so, I said, age tw- I was 12 actually, I kind of remember when we seen them, remember they'd done like, a double-decker bus thing as well in Glasgow? Uh-huh. Was like that no, remote, a, a, promoting, a promoting apart, it? You know, so it was a bit weird seeing the view playing the a double decker bus at the Bichani Street in Glasgow. I can't remember if that was after that or before. So, you know, Dylan had seen them then as well. You know what I mean? So, was that was
0: that? You no, know, they done that as a driver of Soul Band, did you know? And then they played King Tut's as well.
1: Is a driver? I, of soul sure. band. I know I know they were in. Uh, was it Kelvin Grove that day? And it was like yeah. it was a the Park thing. I'm sure it was like a big of, I've got pictures. Aye. I've got loads of pictures of it. It like, you know they, they started off and it was at Kelvin Grove and it drove up to Buchanan Street you know what I mean and they played a wee half hour set I think it trying to promote promoting the park mm-hmm. you know so I think it was maybe kind of flailing by then so they were kind of kind of wheeling out some different kind of things to try and promote it Aye. Aye. the Doran Moore gigs were good as well the kind of acoustic ones they, they were pretty decent as well I you know, that we
0: went to Hyde Park to see the Liberties and I've see, seen The View twice down there on that gig and I was speaking to Martin Gray on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and he said that they played three times Jeez. and the reason, that, the reason they played three times was to get their pals more tickets for the gig so they just <laughs>
1: <laughs> happy <That'd be> days <decent. laughs> yeah. that's it I mean or more but it, it was just different the more gigs were different because they, you know the stripped back versions the, the songs we all love, you know what I mean? So they all, they all come on, suit it and boot it as well, you know? So it was, it was, it was a, a kind of different gig, you know? Mm-hmm. You can go and see bands all the time, and it's, it's I'm not saying it's the same as such, but you know sometimes, you know, some bands fling up something completely different. And that's what this was. You know, they kind of come onto the stage, did a wee kind of orchestral kind of thing happening as well, you know, and it was like, I kind of want to be adored, they kind of come onto the stage stage So they, they kind of started kind of joining in with that as well when they mm-hmm. come on, but... As as I say, it was I played football for the first time in God knows how many years that day, uh, so I was kind of struggling to walk, <laughs> and it was not for once it was the alcohol related, you know. I mean, it was, the, the club I is like a, kind of coaches like I can, was like a family day and coaches versus the kids and stuff like that, you know. And it was raining and I slept and pulled muscles and you know, so obviously all the, the aches and pains weren't, but it didn't even set in the next day. They were all settling in that night, you know. So uh, so I was kind of walk, uncomfortable, you know. The alcohol was kind of taking it away, but. But it was a good night. It was a good night. I enjoyed yeah. that. As I say, Dylan's his he, first Barrowlands gig. I think was in in 2015. Uh, you know, so th- that was that was quite exciting because he was kind of he kind of came away for that one and one. That was absolutely mental. Right. You know, I mean, he was kind of I wouldn't say shocked, but he kind of came away for it. You know, and he's kind of oh, that was mad. You know, what happened there? You know, that was in 2015. It's, in oh, fact, we met. We see met it's a lot to take in at that age, isn't it? It is. It's just the noise. And, you mm. know, and he's never kind of seen things like that before, you know. He's been to gigs and stuff, but a something as wild as that, you know. It's certainly an eye opener, you know. And he's like, when are they playing again? They actually kind of were to one of Kyle's sisters that night, actually, mm-hmm. Kimberly. She kind of came around, because obviously Dylan was quite small at that time, you know, and she kind of came around, like, that, you know, it's kind of asking questions about him. Got a picture. Got a picture. Take me in. It's Kimberly, the one that sings on Give Back the Sun, the second uh-huh. album. She kind of told me that, you know, she was kind of pointing over to folks, saying that's such and such, mum and whatever. She was kind of fair, kind of interested, you know, this this young boy here, you know, in amongst, in amongst all the wild ones. But we were doing the left-hand side, you know, so but I think it was the one after that who kind of decided, you know, I want to get right in the middle, uh-huh. you know. So I thought, I'll, I'll just come in with you, you know. Think, I would
0: have been at one of them, probably. You, were at, you were at the...
1: the, the fact fact, we actually asked... I'm trying to think where else I've seen them That like, yeah, Paolo Nutini. They supported Paolo Nutini. No, yeah. Cam was wanting to go. Can loves Paolo Nathine, you know. And she was wanting to go in Bella Houston Park, you know. And she's wanting to go. And I'm going. I don't really like him, you know. Then the view get announced. I was like, well, we'll book a hotel no. and <laughs> all. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, so I just remember we would checked into the hotel and we'd, we'd booked bus tickets for the Street and the queue was right at the bus station. And I was like, it's like half an hour before the were due to come on. And I'm like, oh shit. I said, it's going to miss the view. I said, I don't really want to see the view. <laughs> so we ended up getting a taxi with another couple. But when we go to the bottom of Bella Houston Park, they'd started, right? And it was shock horror. And I'm going, like, ah, fucking that's hell, we we'll missed the entire eh? set. But it started with that one. Honestly, I was like, was a, we've missed the entire set. I was like, that's the last song. <laughs> you no, know, that was a, they'd started with that for some strange reason. You know what I mean? And uh, it was obviously a, a shortened set, they were first on, you know. But I just woke up, my heart sank, I'm going. Made all this effort, the hotels and everything. I said, I've fucking missed the band. The <laughs> <one he's seen." laughs> uh, but you know, but it, it, it was just a kind of short set, you know. Started with that, finished with Superstar star Tradesman, you know. But.
0: I said, that sounds like the wrong core, doesn't it, that they
1: did? It does. Usually, shock usually shock the shock horror is usually the same gene. Shock horror, same gene,
0: Superstar Tradesman.
1: You know, and I thought, oh no, well, nah, nah, they must have come I was, oh, I was panicking, and they must have come on early. Just, fuck's sake, they <laughs> endure <laughs> all this, you know. The, uh, the Bar in Lands the, in the 2016, I think that was the, is that the, the Hats Off to the Busker set. Is that is that when they played
0: twice? They played ah, at, at done the, the, st- they played the start the of the tour and then they played
1: at the end of the tour at the Bar Lands? I'm not sure actually. Uh, he, around about September, I'm sure this was the, the kind of Hats Off to the Busker. Remember mm-hmm. were film, the film and the documentary, and the interview with Dylan in the bar? And then they never
0: Blabber. used it.
1: That's it's it's Nothing's ever came of mm, That's a shame. Must have been I'm standing in a bar eh? for over-18s only telling the guy <laughs> in the camera going, he's only 15. <laughs> I mean, he's been into the view if young you know, in a, an over-18s bar. Uh, I wonder what ever happened to that documentary. That'd have been fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I remember that particular gig because obviously Dylan's like, I want to get right in the middle, so, you know, I'm like, all right, let's go then, What are we in? Right in the middle. So he's like that to me. Can I go on your shoulder? <laughs> I, I, you, you were there. Like, I, can I go on your shoulder? So I crouched down and get on the shoulder. So I'm, I'm, I'm lifted you know, up and I'm jumping about and all that. Security guards are gone mental, shining torches and all that. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of looking. My first thought was, but he's getting heavy. You know what I mean? He's not a wee boy anymore. And I'm looking at the trainers. He's green and white yourself. and going, he's no vote green and white yourself. I'm like that. Who the fuck? I looked up and there's this guy having the time of his life on my shoulder. And I looked around at Dylan and he's pissed himself laughing. Man, I crouched down in the boys' like, Can I go on Dylan's lap, on you go? <laughs> <laughs> I've just laughed at this other guy up. it was the trainers that stuck my mat, I'm looking at him. He's no goat green and white as This is who the hell's that? And this guy's up here giving up the time having the time of his life, you know? And Dylan's like, hey, he you thought this was hilarious. I was like, oh Jesus. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's certainly certainly a lot of good stories and good times.
0: <laughs> you, you didn't, you didn't take him to King Tut's. Mine had done the the five nights in King Tut's. Me and you went to one of them. Mine. I
1: see the 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 tuts are over 18s You know this mm-hmm. is the, one of the kind of the, the, the kind of issues I've got. We kind of can I get a lot of gigs? A lot of bands. You know a lot of new bands are playing Tut's and you know I think it costs more money to have a, 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 a under 18s gig or whatever. But they're, they're missing out and I kind of a targeted audience mm-hmm. you know a lot of younger people are into a lot of new music now and you know Dylan missed a lot of gigs well, that's well, that you, you know, you know they've they missed the blinders and uh, Vida and Chambolics and stuff like that they were all over 18s you know which is a shame because I keep telling them, you need to listen to these bands and when can we go and see them no not tell you're 18 son ah. <laughs> you know what I mean so that, that that was the anyway, but the King touch. I mean, it was great to see them back in a smaller venue as well, you know what I mean? That, that, they were, they were, that was quite a, a wild night. That was even Mine, a weekend, was it? No, that it was, was midweek. Mind, we were right down the front it? as well,
0: and I had my big, I had a big park on. <laughs> the full gig, because I, I didn't want to leave the front, I didn't want to go to the cloakroom, so I was sweating the fuck. So I just got to
1: say, they have been roasting. <laughs> I know that that, that that was absolutely you know that was a great gig as well as I say it's nice to see them in your different venues and obviously getting back to the kind of smaller venues where they started as well so there's been a lot of wild nights over the years I mean I think the last time they played the bar is but well, that would have been about May 17 I think it was you know mm-hmm. so that was the last time then they did they obviously took a break you know I've seen Kyle at Transmit in Poo-Poo's 2018 uh, I'd made a point to go there because I think the, the, the snuts were on before him as well, you know, so that's what kind of got me into the snuts as well, when I seen them, I thought they were fucking brilliant, yeah, absolutely brilliant, you know, then obviously Kyle came on, uh, we, we songs, a couple of view songs, you know, mostly for songs for his kind of solo stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so i have never seen them at Trans. the view at Transmit in 17, I think they played. The lineup for me wasn't great, and I wasn't wanting to pay all that money for for you know the view just to watch them for half an hour or forty minutes or something because they were on quite early. Aye. that was the, I Don't know, I can't remember who headlined that night, but I think you know, it wasn't it wasn't he Mark up the... I think the view were on at the different night for Kasabian. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, was, I don't know who headlined the,
0: that night. I just find that the lineup for Transmit, How many years they done it? Three years or something. And it kind of yeah. it's always the kind of the lineups basically the same, and they just change a couple of artists.
1: Ah, it's, it's kinda some of, Team the Park was like that for a while as mm-hmm. well. It kinda of fell away. I mean the best I still maintain the best years of Teen the Park when, you know the first three at Strathclyde Park, you know, it's just amazing. You know, I seen Oasis at the first one. You know what I mean? No Gallica joined Paul Weller at the second one for a song as well, you know. So a lot mm-hmm. of good bands, Charlatan's cast, Dodgy, you know, the Levellers done the first one. You know, there was a lot of good bands, you know, a lot of good bands at the Teen the Park. It was certainly mm-hmm.
0: different.
1: Never seen them in Dundee, though, no, haven't we? No, no. Nah, nah. We we'll need to make that, a, make that a must. We'll
0: need to but, make that uh, a must. Once you
1: get back, I'd love. To yeah, you but, the the, 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 the we had Rock Cafe gig, Kyle done as well. Another year ago as well. You know that was mm-hmm. that was pretty good as well. So again, I like gigs that are different. You know, aye. I like gigs that are kind of. It's no you know the running the mill ones are good, but I like gigs that are kind of get a bit of character or something. You like gigs you know? where you can
0: get a bait and roll.
1: That's well, that, that as well, That absolutely, aye, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And I see because I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that was something different as well. You know, Pamela went as well that time, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it was good, you know, the question and answers with him. Billy Sloan, I think it was. You know, and there was an opportunity to get a picture taken, you know, I spoke to him and I kind of introduced him to Dylan. He signed Dylan's uh, first land ticket. Uh, you know, he signed that for him as well, and we chat and stuff like that, so yeah, it's a friendly guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just wish they the Toriotton and get the view back together, so.
0: Aye. Well, we're, we're, we're all hoping for that, aren't we? That's what we in a podcast. Dexter, uh, really. Anyway, we're going to have a look at your fantasy album that you picked it. Uh, and you've just went, you've went for the same kind of track listing as Craig. You just went the in order of the albums, so mm-hmm. you've went first. You went for Superstar Tradesman. Yeah, obviously you spoke quite a bit about it anyway, have
1: not you? But aye, aye, aye. It's the, the first song I heard. You know, it's it's just a, a great song. You know, what I mean, it's just just a great song. You know, mm-hmm. it's the first song I heard. Great video. The video kind of captured my attention as well. Just you know, kind of in the garden and lots of my things happening. You know, just. Mm-hmm. It just kind of but like the the lyrics in it, you know. I, I don't want I don't want money. I want a thing called happiness. I don't want cash, you know. I quite like memories, you know. That, that kind of strikes chords with me as well, you know. So it's uh, just it's just a great song. It's just yeah. a you know the, I couldn't think of a better sort of introduction to the band, you know. Just for the start to finish, you know, the way it starts and kicks in and the way it goes you know it's, mm-hmm. again it's brilliant live as well so
0: that's the hint I think the, the full of that first album is all kind of just the same isn't it like yeah. rocky songs man.
1: Yeah, it's quite raw you know it's a lot of kind of raw kind of music in there so mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know it comes across great live as well you know so mm-hmm.
0: then after that you get the same genes
1: I know uh, I was kind of wrestling with a lot of kind of songs because you know uh, you could ask me this next week and I'd probably tell you different songs you know so but uh, the same jeans, it's, it's kind of, as I said earlier, it's the first song Dylan kind of heard, you know, and it was like, kind of, same jeans on for four days long, you know, and they mm-hmm. uh, started asking questions about them, you know, who are they, you know, can we see them on that kind of stuff, so for me, it, it, it's just a kind of, it sticks in my head because it's, what got him and them. as such, you know, I know it's probably one of the kind of most famous songs, mm-hmm. you know. Well, that's
0: it, like, see if I speak to any of the work and say, I'm going to see the view and like they that. That that same it's in that
1: same Jeans song, isn't it? That's Aye. everybody knows him for Same James. It's, it's the same. It's, it's the same with the James sit down, you know. Mm. Kind of EMF, unbelievable, you know that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's one everybody knows. Mhm. Eh,
0: double yellow lines
1: next. Again, it's just a great song, you know. For the, the, the guitar, the guitar, and it's amazing, you know. It's brilliant live as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it just reminds me the kind of the pub shutting. For some reason, I don't know, kind of coming home through the pub. It just seems to kind of remind me. Right. Every I time thought... I see double yellow lines, it runs through my head. I'm sure I've actually shared a few pictures on Twitter or something with the lyrics and the picture of double yellow lines. You know what I mean? You walking home? Aye, you aye. know, I, I, you know <laughs> just just for some reason, it just reminds me of the pub shutting. Right. Well, that's I'm really particularly happy. <laughs> thought but uh, it, it just, it's just a great song and it, it's great live I fact I think they finished with it when they done the, the, the busker set no they done the full album then they kind of sorted out I think that was the last uh-huh. song. I think I think that was the last song. because uh, that was a bit
0: odd wasn't it it was a it was it was a kind of funny one to end on not no, no, like in a bad way but it's just it never ended with something like that before mm-hmm.
1: You know, maybe they are the same thinking. It's, it's a kind of Ken song. You know, I don't know. I just seem to think when I listen to it, it's like uh, it just reminds me, kind of, you know, can, 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 can basically Ken but it obviously mentions that in the lyrics as well. But it just reminds me, kind of, Ken like So maybe a, a less subtle version of the, the closing closing hymn mm-hmm. song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then after that, you've got Five Rebecca's, which again we spoke about. I get, I think that's a brilliant song, Five Rebecca's.
1: Uh, yeah, it's again, it, it just sticks in my head for the first time I heard it. it was, it's the only thing I can really remember, you know, the kind of baby shambles support. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: again, it's just kind of, it sounds as if it could have fitted into the kind of first album as well, you know, it's just... Well, that was a lead song, wasn't it?
2: That
0: was the first song for the the second
1: album, so... Aye, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it just, uh, it's, it's as if they kind of, kind of started off where they left off, you know what I mean, so, mm-hmm. and again, it's a, just a great song live, you know, it's just, it rumbles, you know, then kicks in, and it's just, it's just a great song. Mm-hmm. So I seem to like a lot of the kind of mere guitar-y, kind of, kind of fast and rockier ones, you know, so.
0: Ah, that's that's what I'm like as well. That's, well, the next one's the same, isn't it, Underneath the Lights.
1: Again, it's, I don't know, I just think he's kind of, Scotland, for, for some reason, you know, kind of, Thinking in mm-hmm. Scotland. I know it's it's just a kind of feet tapper. Again, it's a great life song, you know. So to say, the lyrics and all that, are, and all the songs are all. I'm sure we can relate to a lot of different ones, you know, throughout mm-hmm. all the albums. But I don't know. It's just it's just a great song, you know. It's to say, the theme we me, but these is it's all kind of guitar kind of kind of upbeat, kind of feet mm-hmm. stompers or maybe the ones anyway. As I say, you could ask me this next week. I probably give you, you know a few different ones, you know, it's just down to the mood and. Aye. 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 Next one's the best last forever. Again, another yeah. brilliant song. Oh, aye, aye. You know, I can, it's just, it, the, the lyrics are kind of very, very basic, you know, and it just shows you the kind of quality of songwriting, just, you know, just kind of rhyming words. Uh, and it's a great sing along live, you know what I mean? I remember was it was 2011, I think they've done it, mm-hmm. done it at the barish you know, and and they kind of more or less age, it's easy to sing along, you know. There's not a lot of words to this, so this is the chorus, you know. So it's easy to sing along, but it's just a great sing-along song. And obviously, I can relate to the the, the words are uh, fell on my face, been a legless legless disgrace a few times. So, so I can relate. To, I can relate to that, you know. It's, the words in the song. have got, you know, kind of particular meaning for me anyway. So, but uh, I can relate to some of the lyrics uh-huh. in it. I say, it's that just been a me that sing-along. time. That be me that time at your house when I came home after that cook's gig. <laughs> I'm less said about that, the better, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: one I said a little sweetie.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure if you look at the lyrics here, you could see who I'm getting at at times. Well. Uh, <laughs> as you know, I, you know I get married, being a bit Australian, get married and never told anybody. And I nearly sneaked this as a joke onto the wedding playlist. We could pick like six songs and give a guy you hang me, mm-hmm. you know, a biggie. You know, and obviously, terminal torture, quite fancy some of like that. And I thought, I better know. Only for the reason it probably cost a fortune to get my body shipped back to Australia, you know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I nearly, just as it was the, the last track, I was like, should I? And I thought, no, I'll get killed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so she walked into the aisle, like a nice piano version. of This is the one by the Stone Roses. I mm-hmm. uh, bought it bought it on Amazon, you know, the MP3 of it. So I really, you know, it's just, I kind of sing it to her quite a lot. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I and yeah, I nearly put it on the, the wedding playlist, you know, so I probably yeah. wouldn't have been uh, still still be married if I had played The thing is,
0: people <laughs> people on this podcast don't know this film. Well they don't know like if she's listening to this, you're for it afterwards.
1: Absolutely. she probably listen up the stairs of it. <laughs> Uh, what is that?
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. we might need to rush through the rest of this so we get that it recorded, no? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that
0: one's a clock.
1: Again, it, it stood out in the album for me, you know, and it's just the, the guitar work in it's just amazing. And you know, I don't know, I don't know if you can relate to this. Some, see, some songs, kind of, you know, I, I walk a lot and I go to the gym. Or whatever, and see when a song comes on, it gets you thinking. It starts mm-hmm. your your brain starts working as such. It, or you start remembering stuff, or it evokes some memory. Sort of the clock's one of these songs. I don't know if it's just the, the type of music it is, and I don't know. It's just one of these songs that get me thinking about things. You know, whether I'm thinking about something in the future, or I'm remembering something for the past. It just it kind of evokes a lot of kind of thoughts. Right. You know, it's it's a kind of feel good song. I don't All know right. the lyrics bring you, but it, it just kind of it gets me. It gets me thinking. You know. You know
0: it's, and it's a, it's a bit different as well. It's not as as rocky as the rest of it, it's just a bit kind of mere...
1: Again, the, the guitar work's absolutely superb on it, you know what I mean? It's just really, really, a really good song. Just think... Very, very well polished, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. It's very but that was, I, I think Pete started coming into his own in the last couple of albums, didn't he? He started kind of... You mm-hmm. could see him at I, gigs, yeah. and he, a lot of the time he wouldn't even look up. He was just that engrossed and concentrating in his guitar work. He's doing Echo and the bunny men now, isn't he? Well, that's sure it. Me. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. why. Because mm-hmm. he's a, a bloody good guitarist, isn't he? Now we're onto the ones through the last album, Tenement Light.
1: You know, that album was very, very different, you know. Mm-hmm. Very, very different. Uh, and that, for me, kind of stood out as a classic View song. Uh, it's just it's got everything basically view about it, you know, the the, the sound just basically actually like an old guy in my work hear it and he's like that sounds like the Bay city rollers. <laughs> you know? I don't know, I don't know if that's a cobbler or not. You know, but when I, I listened to it back, you know, and I thought, I not enough actually there is a kind of hint for some uh, reason, you know, to uh, no, kind of the it uh, It's it's quite said, you know, the old boys like, that sounds like the bass city rollers, son. <laughs> <like, "What?" laughs> The
0: it's tempo just, it's just, it's changes a
1: quite a bit on I mean, it, doesn't it? Kinda it kind of goes fast, slow, fast, slow. You know, that could have slotted into maybe any of the first three albums easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's maybe not as raw as the stuff on the first album, but it, it's certainly it's classic I, view.
0: I think I, well, I think with the, that album is, it's it's quite polished and it's quite produced. You can tell it's it's ah, kind of different. It's been
1: a lot of time. I uh, actually got the vinyl with that, actually, uh, during lockdown, oh, man, I managed to pick up the vinyl. Mm-hmm. It's still, still to be opened. I'll you crack that open and get away listening again now that we're talking about it. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, it's just a classic, for me, it's just a classic view song. As I say, that could have slotted into any of the first few albums i you know what I mean, it's just, it's, it, it kind of stands out in the album because a lot of the, other, the album is different. Mm-hmm. You know, the kind of a change in direction as such. You know, it's just, it's, it's brilliant. It's just slightly different from what we're used to. You Aye. know, it's maybe you know, a water production minute, but Tenement Light just kind of it just sticks out. Mm-hmm. Classic view. And then after that, you get House of Cues. House of Cues, it's again, it's another one that kind of gets me thinking. It's similar to the clock, you know, it just kind of, it seems to trigger something, mm-hmm. you know. I can, it kind of relax, you know, there's, there's certain songs that just kind of evoke something, you can relax and just, I don't know, it's just one of these songs. Aye. And that's that been Cast your mind back when they have done the, the Barras thing. You, you were there actually, I'm sure. And they have done a few of the new songs. The album was the out, you mm-hmm. know, they have done a couple. And that was one of the ones that kind of stood out as well. All
0: uh, right. Well, I mean, that's. And uh, Kyle plays it all the time in his solo stuff as well. So it's right.
1: kinda... done it when of. I forgot I'd seen him supporting Liam Gallagher at the Hydro as well, actually. Mm-hmm. they have done it that night as well. That's when I think it was Billy Mitchell in the band at that point And I think Lonnie right. was still in the band at that point as well. Mm hmm it's just one it stood out, it kind of evokes a kind of feeling of just kind of thinking of relaxation actually, it just kind of music does that to me sometimes with certain songs, you know, it just kind of sticks out and I can just relax you know, it's not very often in this day and age you can totally relax, you know what I mean and that's one that kind of stood out, and it stood out live, because I think they done, was it four or five that night it was under the rug, Marriage and that band, and another one, find- you know, I- and that's the one that kind of stood out, and I thought, you know what, that's a fucking good song
0: did like they released them or didn't they? I think they released like four songs, mm-hmm. like before the album came out, and it was like all these songs, you really.
1: Voodoo. Voodoo. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it's just that for me, you I know, mean, I don't look at the lyrics, and but I it's probably like a pure mad song, and depressing, and you know, actually it just makes me feel good, you know, kind of when I'm listening, especially with headphones on, really mm-hmm. loud. You just, you know, just feel kind of at peace as such.
0: Aye. These next two, your B side and your cover are both absolute classics. Mr. Men book
1: for your. Brilliant. It's just, again, really simple lyrics, you know, it's just joining words together, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a quirky wee number. As I say that, I've seen them do that live, one of the Academy gigs, I'm sure, as well. You know, for me, it's one of my favourite few songs, and it's just, you know, it's just a basic song. Aye. And it's just the lyrics, it's, it's, you kind of laugh at it quite a lot, you know. Mm hmm. And you know, the, the kind of some of the lines remind me a few, a few kind of ex workers that I used to work with. You know, kind of right. did you like a, <laughs> a <fucking Visterman> book. <laughs> you know, so it's just a quirky, you know, they'll, they're just joining words together, you know, and he's made a cracking tune, you know, oh, out it.
0: It sounds like something that he's done early on, maybe before the mm-hmm. first album. Aye, is that a it? Kind of side number? Just messing about when he was a young boy. Mm-hmm. And then your cover is. I need that record. You know it's, that came out for record store. They done
1: it. That's right. I can't believe I would never heard the original of that. Never, never heard the original. No. And they actually, it was at the bar. They done it at the bar. It's funny enough. It was April. I think it was two thousand two thousand eleven. Right. Uh, and that was the same gig they'd done the best, the, the best Last Forever. And they'd kind of... You know, so April was record store. That's the monthly record store day. So they are kind of saying, we've got this, you know. And it just sounded like as if it was something they had written. You know, and I like the way they changed the, the, the words to add grouchos into the words, you uh-huh. know, rather than the, the original name of the shop and the original song. But I just can't believe I'd never heard the tweets version. Never. No. You know, and it's a song I, co- I play constantly, the tweets version. They, it's obviously, that you know, the Views ones, known on Spotify or whatever. Uh, it's, it's hard but, to go, get. i think I ripped it. it off of YouTube. Uh, a, a while back but it's just a great song and they made it they made it their own you know mm-hmm. the video it's a cracking video as well you know aye. they're in grouchos and they're flinging records about and you know Chipsy's in that video as well mm-hmm. it's and
0: just a, Stephen O'Neill
1: it's just a great song as they said they made it sound like the rain you know again it would have fitted on an album maybe with their own I just can't believe I'd never heard that song it's just such a great song the original land obviously the new version as well
2: mm-hmm.
0: aye it's, they, they two are brilliant, both for the masterman putting in that record. Because yeah, when I get round to picking mine, I, I don't think it'll be far off that one, Morfitt, really.
1: Mm-hmm. Aye. No, Mr Manbook, That's a great song. You know, there's loads of wee, and I see, wee quirky numbers, you know, like Witches and stuff like that as well. That's a great mm-hmm. song as well. You know, I mean, it just, it, it just follows off the back of the best last forever, you know. It's,
0: well, that's, that's And awesome. even the typical times, did, them, know, time one and bathing
1: in Mhm. absolutely. So I mean, they've got a lot of good songs. You know what I mean. So I think they're going to have to do about ten nights at the bars when they come back just to mm-hmm. cover everything, just to appease us all. <laughs> well,
0: that's a hint. Of, what, what do you think they would do? do? You think they would do like maybe a week at the bars, or do you think they would do like a big
1: hydro or something like that? Oh, I think. Personally, what, what, what I would like to see is maybe, like, you know, kind of wee, you could easily do seven days or something at the Barres, a week at the Barres, and mm-hmm. maybe do, you know, headline transmit. You know what I mean? And obviously a big Dundee show as well, you know. because oh, we've got to that mind. To oh, that absolutely, mind. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'd like to have a good few nights at the bars, but I don't think they would do the hydro or whatever, you know. So uh, a week at the Barres would be enough. We'd go to every one of them. Oh, yeah you know so and they're obviously headline transmitter or even do their big their own outdoor gig somewhere you know what i mean See well, the summer that, sessions are that would be, be, it, be
0: brilliant for them to kind of to pick a kind of line up around about then.
1: Oh, definitely. because you towards
0: know. the end when they were then on that last tour they didn't they seem to take a support band they seemed to have a support band for wherever they were and it, right, so it, just local it bands. Like the, as best as well, so. the best of the best, so you had the snots and foot that
1: on that tour. That's right. I think Vida done that supported them as well, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Aye, no, that, that's that's pretty decent. To so, say a lot of the time we, we always kind of missed a lot of the support bands. I remember that first time we seen them at the Barrowlands. It, it was the Towers of London that supported them. Right. That man was a Donny Tyrette or something like that. <laughs> I, I think
0: that might have been why Brian went to that though.
1: I've got to say, the English folk were looking at him and saying, is that that guy for that band? But uh, I, saw, I, I didn't know they were supportive they were on when we went in. We are going, mm. that's that guy. That's a guy It was on the news the other day. Then. You know? <laughs> <But> <laughs> Donny Caret. It was something like that, wasn't it? Well, towards the end, though, like, the blinders, we both seen the blinders, didn't we? And I was that's blown away with right, yeah. them. I
0: thought they were excellent. Aye, blinders, i seen them at touch.
1: And they were Aye. a bit different for the view as well. They were a bit more kind
0: of... Rock, weren't they? They I mean, they're a bit
1: more... Uh, I, I, I don't know where they would fall into, because I have been mean, seen them at King Tut's two years ago, and that was another good £9 a ticket. Uh, and plus I seen one of my friends, we could be meet up with Shine, he's a roadie, and he was kind of part of their kind of the road crew as well, so I managed to meet up with him. I seen the blinders, Shambolics and the Ranzas. I think it was, in the one bill, it was like £9.80 or something like that, you know? So it's... That's what nice. I prefer to do now. Gig-wise, you know, I'm done with going to the places like the Hydro and stuff like that and paying, you know, stupid money for tickets. I'd rather, you know, go and see free bands. Like, mm-hmm. You know, at King Cuts for a tenner or whatever. I mean, there was, there was Vida a couple of years ago, Vida, Kasama and Thieves. You know, Ronnie's band at the time. Like, you know, that was a great night. That was one of the best nights. A tenner, you know what I mean, for the three great bands. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the way forward. Once we get back, then i you know, we'll support a lot of these bands. You know, we'll getting out and about and. It's good with Dylan being 18 now, I can take him to all these stuff, you know, and we can go and see all these. Mm. And it's good for him to discover new music as well. So.
0: Well, the thing is, there is a lot of bands in there. Aye, even like, you get got a, a big contingent of Scottish bands, and then there's quite a, a fair bit done in Manchester as well.
1: Ah, I mean, the likes of the, you the, you know, England as well. You've got, you know, you've got Deja Vega, I think they're from Manchester, Ivory Wave mm-hmm. from the Midlands. You know, you've just got so much. So oh, you've so got hands. Fans. That
0: athletes' palace. The keys. Oh, yeah. The, right. That's
1: it. The, the, the Layfords, is it? The, the Layfords. Well, we seen name it thoughts as well. You know, that that was quite a funny gig as well because their intro tape was Caravan of Love. You know, mm-hmm. my first, the first single I ever bought. You know, and the, the, all these people in the crowd, twenty years younger, me are all singing it word for word before they come on. You know, and I thought that's mental. <laughs> It was just absolutely bonkers to see that. You know, that's their intro tape before they come on stage. So you've got the guys, you know, the Crooks, uh, Skylights as well. They've just released a new mm-hmm. song. It was on, you know, it's loads of bands. And I just hope once it's all over, you know, a lot of them are still, they've no gave up. because you know, I feel as if there was something happening. Uh-huh. Know, it was building up to something. You know, a lot of bands are getting signed up again as well. You know what I mean? They say the Snuts have got a record deal. Shambolics have got a record deal. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a few other bands I've announced recently that have just been signed up. I think Jamie Pollock's got a record deal as well He's getting
0: used
1: to. I think he's recording his album now. You know, so <laughs> it's, it's good to, to see a lot of bands getting, you know, kind of rewarded for the hard work, because it has been a lot of hard work, in, you know, in recent years, because there just seemed to be you know, they hunters of gigs, but there was no next level. Years ago, in the 90s, you would do loads of gigs. Somebody would see you, sign your record label, put your album out, put you in tour. Everything just seems to be done manually with bands now. I can see why a lot of people kind of give up mm-hmm. as such. But, you know, it's it's nice to see a lot of new music still coming out. A lot of these, a lot of these people have still got day jobs. You know? Well,
0: that's it. And the, the, you know, the thing I mean, is, the only way you make money really is for the gigging. That's you, it. I mean, you don't that's make money for selling... Albums are that now because everyone's on Spotify and they get paid
1: pennies for it. So you know, a lot of bands are bringing out you know seven-inch singles, and I always make a point. You know, if somebody's bringing one out, you know, I'll buy it. I'll never play it because it always comes sealed and signed. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of hang on to that kind of stuff. and just play the song through Spotify, but buy the vinyl as well. So the uh, song I've been doing a lot of over the, this year, anyways. Can kind I of just somebody's releasing stuff, I'll buy it. You know what I mean? That's
0: that. So, Mark Sharp, Peter's. Mesty has released his
1: own band camp, hasn't he? <laughs> That's right. That, right? I mean, he released a live album as well. I bought that. It was like a fiver or something like that. You Aye. know what I mean? so, And that, that was, I mean, we've seen him at St. Luke's, St. Luke's at the end of the year, end of last year. That was a great gig as well. You mm-hmm. know, it's just, I he's another seen... one that was at that Indian Summer Festival at the Shed as well. Right. You know, you the... I'd, I'd oh, seen him supporting
0: one. Kyle at the at QMU. i have seen him
1: at that and he was excellent. Oh, Aye. As I say, the, the new music is there. It's just a matter of getting people like because you always hear these people, there's no decent music, you know, out, and these people are looking at the charts, you know, there is isn't decent right. music there, you know, just nae, social media has been great over the last couple of years, you know, it's, I mean, the likes of Vida. I get into Vida because I think it was like a, a mod show up and called Shared Fade Away, you know, and I'm going, that's a brilliant song, who are they? You know, and that's how it starts, you know, so social media.
0: That's because you get into a your rabbit hole, did not you, and that's how that's you sick. find all these stuff. These you, know, and you just
1: see them that it just it just continues on. So there is a lot of great music out there, you know. So it's just it is there if you look, you know. And, and I, I do my best to kind of even at the indie nights, I always kind of play. I just play what I want really. So as I say, I've had folk come up and say, "Who was that?" You know that's So mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's Shambolic. So that's you know, and I've kind of oh, that's really good, you know. So they come to expect to hear like you know the kind of Britpop classics, and they're getting you know the, the, I always kind of fire in a like the snuts or Shambolics or somebody new, just to kind of, you know, just to break it up a wee bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've had people come up and say, who was that last song? I and mean, so it's, and the songs are good enough to be played at these kind of nights anyway. That's so. ha-
0: it makes you feel good, though, as well, when you're the one that's kind of letting people hear that song for the first time. You know what that,
1: I mean? That's it. You know, there's a lot of kind of, you know, a lot of folk Well, we have heard it before, you know, so it's, it's, it's quite good in that sense. You tell them who it is and, oh, I've never heard of them before, you know, they've checked them in Facebook and you know they've maybe you know streamed some stuff in Spotify, and you know they've got their sell a new fans. So that's no, as I say, they like the live the music is there. Uh, you know, and as I say, I, f- I feel just before this all kicked off, there was something we were on the verge of something. There was just hundreds of bands just popping up, popping up, popping up. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just wish promoters would take big chances as well and bring a lot of them up up here. And, you know, to a lot of them kind of take the, the Scottish ones down there as well, you know what I mean? Because you see a lot of these bands and it's like a kind of a of, kind of Northern England, but, you know, it's just a certain promoters maybe kind of putting them on five mm-hmm. or six gigs, you know, so I just wish a lot of ones up here. Uh, well, that's sick, they miss it if they don't get up here because look,
0: the crowd, the, the, the fans up here love to see mm. rock bands, you know what I mean?
1: I uh, just like new music, you know, this is where a lot of people are cited, you know, like the Ocean Colour scene, mm-hmm. kind of always kind of loved the Scottish audience, you know, when they were kind of coming back after they, they brought their second album, Mosley Shows, out, you know, they were kind of done a mini tour of Scotland, you know, and they always kind of come back to that and say, that's what kind of really relaunched us again, when we come up here, then Cast as well as another band that's kind of cited Scotland, it's this, used kind of got it before a lot of other places got it kind of thing, you know, so. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obviously your, your Oasis kind of discovered up here as well, so there is a lot of bands love kind of come up here. So. Aye. So
2: that's
0: us then, Moffat, and that'll do us for the night, man. Thank you very much for coming on. Not a problem.
1: Not a problem it's at all. A pleasure having
0: you. We might do a part two at some point.
1: Aye, but what we should do is, uh, further down the line, is some sort of kind of get-together night when we're allowed to. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a typical time night in Glasgow, we'll hire a... Hi, that's me,
0: you can a uh, typical time yeah, meet, super cool DJs.
1: Yeah, just a, just a, a kind of night and get the get the view people, even get some singers in to view songs, we'll play the music. Maybe mm-hmm. have a wee charity night or something, something, like that. You know what I mean? We'll sort something out like that. But obviously, Aye. when the gigs come, that the gigs good, come back man. and we'll do some pre gig parties as well, you know what I mean? So we'll get together and put our heads together. Plenty of time to plan them.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: definitely, we should maybe organise a wee, a, wee, a, wee, a wee night in a pub somewhere. You know, get some some folk to bring their guitars and play view songs. We'll play the view song. Just have a, a view party. Mm-hmm. You know, that's
0: that'd be great. I've got a couple of people in mind
1: already. And, uh, there you go. You know, it's a you know, couple of pound a ticket, and you know, make it a charity night. Donate it to a local charity. You know, do something like that. So, do you,
0: if you get. Do you want to tell us where we can get
1: a hold of you if anybody wants to get a hold of you? I will. I'm on Instagram. Hang on a minute. It's Moffat1886 on Instagram. I, I, Moffat1886 on Instagram and Twitter. My personal one is Stevie underscore Moffat. And the Super Cool Indie Night is at Super Cool Night on Twitter. Uh, that's also on Facebook as well, Super Cool Indie Night. To I say, I can't wait to really get started back in that. You know, as I say, I was just warming up to start with all these plans. You know... To do so
0: much this year you know you you were were
1: meant to be going to australia weren't you to see kyle and i was i was going to i was going to take care of your set that once i was wanting to do that well actually just touching on that that was in june i was actually talking to a a similar night over in brisbane you know and they were kind of keen to kind of have me there as well so we were trying going to try and they were waiting the the venue giving them new dates for their nights and, uh, you know, I was going to try and, you know, I'd spoke to them the lap, we would be quite happy to have you, you know what I mean? So that was kind of in the planning. And also there was an Oasis tribute band. It's one of the kind of definitely might be or something like that it was meant to be playing in Brisbane around right about then as well. And I'd already been kind of swoting out local pubs to see if they would maybe kind of put something on, like a pre-gig thing. I'd already kind of eyeballed a few pubs, but as I said, we never got, and, you know, so hopefully we'll catch up with that. Well, Kyle's not even in Brisbane anyway, he's in Melbourne. You know, mm-hmm. so i need to start looking for kind of similar nights, but but that was a kind of gutting thing, you know, I was kind of looking, oh, that's quite good, you know, We wee jaunt down to Brisbane, play some music for these guys as well, you know, so it was all kind of taking shape, mm-hmm. I said, the Ocean Colour Scheme, uh, the Ocean Colour Scheme tribute band booked in for September, and that had to get cancelled, because of the name music policy, and uh, I'd, I was kind of looking at other kind of bigger names, you know, we've gone to shine for years, so I was kind of looking at people there. You know, I'll try and bring them up to Motherwell. But, you know, i will come back eventually, you know. I'll just pick up for where I left off and see what happens again. You know what I mean? But as I said, everybody had plans this year. They're just on hold. They're not cancelled. They're just on hold. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. well, that's sad. we'll get there. We'll get there eventually.
0: Well, that's us, man. That's been magic.
1: Not a problem. I'll we'll speak
0: again later on. I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. I think you all agree Stevie was a brilliant guest. Uh, if you could just keep liking, sharing, listening and downloading the podcast, that would be amazing. And get in touch with me with any comments or any ideas for the show. You can do this on Twitter at TimeTypical, on Instagram at typical time podcast or on email at typicaltimepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll be back in a fortnight with another episode.
3: Cheers.